What is the most unexpected, strange, and or awesome thing that's happened to you in the last three days? That's the question we put to attendees of the video game festival, PAX Australia. Um, my name is Hans and I'm from a uh, lead singer from 7-Bit Hero. Well, this is what happened to me. I went to order tickets online to go um, and be a PAX and it ran out and they all sold out and I was very upset. And then PAX called me on the phone and were like, would you like to play at PAX? I was just like, "Ah, are you serious? And I literally just threw up. No, not literally. So let's go back on that. I didn't throw up anything. I just was very excited. That almost caused me to be like, wow. So we did. I got into PAX, but I didn't get to see much, but I got to experience all the people and everyone here is just freaking amazing. Last night was our first night playing at a PAX to a PAX audience and it was like like no other audience I've ever played to and I could you just felt the love and everything. It was it was awesome. Very, very cool. My name's Kyle Evans and you're listening to Can Geek as we present Tales from PAX Australia. You know, there's the signs when you come in that say welcome home. We really mean it. Like we want everybody to feel welcome here. These are the voices of Mike Gabe Krahulik and Jerry Tycho Hawkins. These two are the founders of Penny Arcade. We'll hear from them later, but right now it's enough to know that they're pretty much the reason we're here. You know, if you pile a bunch of gamers together in a place, it won't be long before they are amusing themselves in some way. <laughs> I think that that's just our, that's our go-to, right? Like, that's our instinct. That's just how we are. This next story, as told by Alex, is a perfect example of this where he makes something completely different out of a game. Okay, I'm Alex. My hat is my magic hat, made of all magic cards. So it's about eight stories tall. It's actually 70 centimeters tall, but it's still one incredibly tall top hat. Alex explains how this hat came to be. So we got bored of wandering around the expo hall. We hadn't even visited the tabletop or magic hall yet and went to the Magic Hall and found just somewhere to sit down. We just happened to be where they were constructing just make your own stuff out of Magic Cards. They just told us, take the Magic Cards and just make whatever you want. And they gave us all the tape and the scissors. So we sat down, we started making things and we initially started making a dress for my friend and then that was way too difficult. And so we're like, all right, make a suit jacket, that'd be great. That was still way too difficult. We're like, all right, we'll just make it a vest. That way we don't have to worry about the arms. That was still too much effort. We'd already made so many things for the suit jacket. So like, all right, what can we make with what we've done? And we'd be like, all right, we'll make a top hat. And so we rolled like eight layers stuck together, rolled that into sort of a cylinder, and then just stuck the top on. Thing was, we didn't realize till about halfway through that it was actually a competition. They didn't tell us, we were just told that we can make whatever we want and they're like, sweet, we'll make a hat and then we can find each other in the giant crowd of packs. And they're like, oh, by the way, you guys actually won best group. Here's this like battle chest thing, or like this commander chest that's apparently really rare. We have no idea what this is because I only just started playing Magic like yesterday. And they're like, yeah, well, you can actually sell it back to us if you want. So yeah, we ended up making like money and grabbing like some magic cards and things like that so I could learn to play magic and just off making a hat so that now we can find each other in a crowd. Hi, I'm David. I'm working as an enforcer in the tabletop miniatures area. Um, and my sort of cool pack story is uh, yesterday 
Um, I had to come in from the city on the train, um, and the train missed the stop to the showgrounds. The train is like waiting for 10 minutes at, at the race course, and uh, the train driver says over the announcement, uh, if there's anyone for PAX on the train, can they press the emergency help buzzer um, so I know that we'll stop at the showgrounds on the way back. And then as soon as he said that, almost immediately straight away we went, Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Stop, 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 stop. Because every single carriage was like slamming the button to show him that they wanted to go to PAX. My name is Liam Marcon. I'm attending PAX because I'm a massive nerd like everybody else here. Probably I'd say my favourite thing about PAX, the most unexpected thing about PAX that I had was the tabletop section being such a hub of interaction of other people. I did not expect that at all. My name is Rim. I am the host and producer of Geek Nights. We got to spread a lot of indie RPGs. I don't think anyone we've met, with very few exceptions, mostly Geek Nights listeners, have heard of Burning Wheel or Inspectors or any of these crazy RPGs. So we ran Burning Wheel for a lot of people who had never played anything but D&D in their entire lives. If you've never played any indie RPGs, trust me, Mouse Guard is your gateway drug. This next story comes from Tycho himself, writer of Penny Arcade, otherwise known as Jerry Hawkins. Generally speaking, the group of people that played Splinter Cell in multiplayer is pretty small. Like it got to the point, even on, uh, even in the, the US, like on Xbox Live, where we basically knew every person that played the game. And one such player was at the, uh, was at the show and he asked if I could come and play, like if I could make time and go over to the expo hall and I was able to actually, like, actually relax and play a video game with someone who really wanted to play it. And so the, the entire round, we were just at each other's throats. Like, it was, it was just, it was awesome. It was like attending packs in some ways, which is something that is not ever done. That's that's not something that's not that's not on the docket. And I'm not complaining. I think it's much more important that there be a packs, you know, than that I be able to attend it fully. But that was exactly the type of human experience that um, I will carry around for a while. Oh, hi. I'm Miguel Alba. Well, actually, I came to Australia because it was part of my bucket list to you know, visit the all continents. And, um, and I knew of these Penny Arcade forumers from the forums, but I wasn't part of their community until very recently, so I decided I was going to come to Australia. And through the forums, I got to sort of know them a little bit from what they posted and so forth, but I felt like an outsider, you know? I really, I didn't post much. Uh, I would just kind of say hi and so forth. Uh, but then uh, here, I've met everyone. I've been with them singing, dancing, not sober very much with them and found that they are really cool people, awesome people of all backgrounds. Uh, there's a lawyer, there's a PhD individual, there's uh, someone with a collapsed lung, but he was, he was in the hospital yesterday. Um, so I found basically a, a family away from home and I am a, a very, very far away from my physical home. Uh, country I live in the United States, yeah. So that's what's been most impressive. Now he was actually able to tell us another story about someone else. Someone who was perhaps the hardest working person at PAX. 
So one thing that happened here, uh, the venue itself, the, the lift for a handicap access to one of, the, one of the theaters broke. And one kid in particular, a teenage boy in his wheelchair, was bummed out that he couldn't access the event he wanted to see. Now most of the venue is pretty flat and accessible, but there was one theater, the Skippy Theater, that was only accessible by stairs or the lift. And with that lift out, there was no way in. Uh, one of the PA staff, Robert Koo, actually helped out this, uh, this kid tremendously by giving him a, a personalized tour and just answering all his questions. I think he, he really liked Rooster Teeth and so, you know, Koo facilitated a small little interview with him and the Rooster Teeth guy and he was extremely happy. I mean, I saw the, the gleam in the kid's eyes. He was just, just full of joy. Now understand that Robert Koo doesn't have a lot of free time. He's needed at all times by everyone. And he dedicated a good portion of his time while running the entire convention to basically, you know, uh, make this, uh, this attendant uh, feel right at home. Just like the sign that says at the entrance, welcome home, it really means welcome home. Now just for a change of pace, let's have a story about video games by author Chris Ruz Hayes-Cosman. You played Crabatron? Yeah, I crabbed it up. Holy shit, Crabatron. Fingers are the pincers and your space crab nomming buses out of the air. Yeah. And you eat them and your crab like makes a horrible squinty face and then burps and I was actually crying with laughter. I literally had tears of laughter as I played Crabatron. There is no exaggeration. I could not see the screen. I was laughing so hard. I was crying. It is incredible. Ah, I'm Jameis. I'm the video and server game interaction part of 7-Bit Hero. I was setting up for a show yesterday and Gabe walked on stage about to do their, they're making a comic panel wearing his Google Glass and I'm a, I'm a film director so I was like, how's that going as a filming device? You know, what's it? And he's like, here man, try it on, give it a go. It's like, I, dude, I can't, that's like kissing your wife, I can't wear your glass, are you crazy? Um, but yeah, he, he was like, no, wear it, have a go, see what it's like. And it's, I don't wear glasses, but it's very light. It felt quite unobtrusive. And when you're not using it, the, the screen part turns off. So you can just look through it, you don't see it. But when you're interacting with it, it's like a head-up display out of Iron Man or whatever. It's just sitting in, your, in the top of your vision. He sort of told me how to swipe through and I like had his Twitter feed and some New York Times stuff in there. And then he got it back and he, he's like, Okay, glass, take a picture. And it took a picture of him and displayed it up in the little thing. So it's a pretty impressive and exciting piece of technology that is the first step to something I think is a really important part of future technology. It's, it's the future. I was wearing the future on my face yesterday. And that was amazing. <laughs> um, hey, I'm Ed Jones. I'm a giant nerd and sort of maybe a recovering nerd in some ways. But my biggest unexpected thing was um, I've always been a bit pensive about sort of coming to big conventions like this and the social side has been the, the, the absolute winner for me. Um, and being able to chat to um, Jimmy and Jess from Player Attack today after a, a big panel they did on is there such a thing as a fake geek and we were all just happy about who we were and that was just a really big plus I think and a, and a good way to finish off the entire convention. So. What was yeah. the result of that panel anyway? We need to make sure that as a community we're not uh, elitist. And the basic ruling from Jimmy was don't be a dick. And that works for any facet of life. Don't be a dick and everything will be fine. So, And that's, that's what we need to do, especially if we're, we're at a really big crossroads, I think, right now with the community uh, and the geek culture, sort of 
crossing across to more regular people than, than perhaps the ones who are absolute diehards. And we just gotta make sure we welcome welcome them with open arms and yeah. enjoy the love. There are geeks with strollers now. Exactly right. Exactly right. There's this there's, there's geeks with strollers and kids on their fronts with bloody T-Rex costumes and all sorts of cool stuff. So yeah, it's been fantastic. Unfortunately, wow. that means that we have come to the end. We have Pax Australia ended with the most lavishly produced intense game of Jenga I'd ever seen. Or have his tricks finally run out? No. no! No, his satanic pact continues to pay dividends. Wow. That is just reckless Jenga. But to finish up, I'd like to share something completely different from the press Q&A, where I asked Mike a question in the most sensitive way I could. Have you guys ever considered what's going to be What's going to exist beyond your lifetime? Could there be a child's play 100 years from now, or even a penny arcade 100 years from now? Oh, yeah. I think about my own mortality constantly. <laughs> and, and what that would mean for my creative works. Um, yeah, I mean, I, our, our goal, and people sometimes don't believe us when we say this, but our goal is that when we create something like child's play or PAX, and actually, it's, a PAX is a great example. How much penny arcade branding do you see here? Like, it's not the penny arcade expo. Right. PAX is actually a separate thing. Like we, we want things to that we make to exist regardless of Penny Arcade. In spite of. In uh, spite of Penny Arcade a lot of times. Right? And so yeah, I hope that there is a child's play in a hundred years. I hope there is a PAX. You know, I, I I hope that there is a strip search or whatever. I hope like, that there is a lookout. Right. Right. That there is a sand, that there is a new kid. Right? We just our our fantasy for this kind of stuff. And again, people generally speaking don't believe it, but this is our motivation. This is what's true for us. We just we want to make something like that and then just push it off the dock. I mean, to us being like almost an, like being ubiquitous and anonymous is the goal. Like that's the fantasy. And it, it's a it's a tough trick, but I think we can do it. We've had the conversation. I mean, ideally I see us turning the strip over to a young artist and writer team at some point. Like, you know, I, I'm not gonna be, I already feel old. Like, somebody asked us about, um, oh, Homestuck. Homestuck. I don't know anything about Homestuck, man. Like, I, at some point, I'm not gonna be 60, year old, 60 years old making fart jokes. Well, I'm, I probably will, but <laughs> I don't know that I should be, right? Like, or maybe, maybe not post them. Maybe not post them, yeah. Like, at some point, I think Penny Arcade needs to be, will be run by a younger team. Like, and I, I would love that. Like, let me re go off into the woods somewhere and just make children's books. Oh, that would be awesome, right? Or, or do the, finally do the automatographic novel. Like, yeah, that's, there's, there's no shortage of, of stuff that we would love to do. We'll leave you now with the mental image of Mike and Jerry making comics in the woods alongside Bill Watterson. For more information on any PAX event, visit paxsite.com or see the show notes at cangeek.com, where you'll also find a complete guide to every single geeky event like this in Australia and New Zealand.